Welcome into the Marvel Guys podcast. I'm your host, Jordan. And as always, I am joined by the guy that was voted most likely to be a famous musician in high school. And coincidentally, I was voted best eyes. So I guess it's fitting that we're doing something that involves audio with no guitars and no video. So what do you think, Spencer? I'm just excited to be here. Excited to be part of it. Um, Excited to talk Marvel. Absolutely. I think that's why we're all here. So the main topic on the docket for today is Black Panther. Um, Fitting that it is probably the most relevant uh, pop culture news at the moment with Chadwick Boseman, of course, passing away recently at the age of 43. Um, This is something that hit a lot of people hard. We were not immune to that. Uh, I think we were watching a basketball game at the time when we heard or something like that. And it was, we were all together with friends. Oh, it's, actually, it was a movie. And we were pretty much just stunned and, and dropped, uh, you know, into silence. So uh, what, were your, what were your first thoughts when you heard the news? Uh, I believe we were playing actually a horror game. And one That's of right. our other friends was playing the game while we were terrified on the couch. <laughs> and... I just so happened to see it and immediately thought it was fake because, you know, how could it be true? How could it be real? And I kept seeing it as I was scrolling and realized like like, the whole reality of the situation set in. And then it's like everything in that moment becomes like, like you're immune to what's going on around you. If that makes sense. Like I just, yeah, I was kind of shocked, taken back by it. As usual, I think most people were because, you know, he wasn't vocal about what he was going through and only his family knew. And yeah, it it hit like a ton of bricks, man. I can't really, I mean, it's very similar to Kobe's death for me. Yeah. Well, and it's funny that you say that because it seemed to have quite an impact on the NBA. Um, They actually had a a moment of silence uh, within their own little uh, bubble that they got going on there. And it's just hit a lot of people uh, around the country, around the world. Um, and it's, it's always tough when somebody passes away that you never thought would go. Um, we have a, you know, for better or worse, a, um, in America, especially this thing that we do with celebrities where we, we glorify to them to the point where they seem invincible. They seem like these, these figures, these godly figures and, um, being in a Marvel movie certainly doesn't help that one. It felt like he was the black Panther. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course Chadwick was known for many, uh, prominent roles. Um, and you know, we could go down the list. He's been, you know, a lot of very important real figures, mm-hmm. um, to go on top of the black Panther. But it felt like that we had lost, uh, a superhero, uh, in the real world. And, and that's probably what hit the hardest to, you know, so many young black children that finally had their hero, somebody to look up to. Um, there were other roles that, um, you know, black actors have taken on that were, you know, sort of gimmicky, like most superheroes are, Mm -hmm. but it felt like Wakanda and, and the black Panther and the realism that, um, you know, they brought to that movie, Uh, with the story that they told, it really hit a lot of hearts. And we saw that in the theaters when it became one of the highest grossing movies of all time. And so it's really hard to understate the kind of loss that Chadwick was for our society as a whole, um, but also to the Marvel franchise, because 
boy, that's a big, big hole to fill for whoever decides to, um, you know, become the next Black Panther or take on the mantle of it. Um, probably decided by Kevin Feige, of course. But yeah, the, the real world consequences, the Marvel Universe consequences. Uh, there's a lot of things to talk about today. And obviously, the main thing is that we loved and respected the man, uh, Chadwick Boseman. But, uh, you know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going to go on and we'll discuss our thoughts on what we think should happen within the Black Panther world and how that will impact uh, the MCU as a whole moving forward. So uh, if you have any any other thoughts on Chadwick or any thoughts on some of the topics that I just broached, uh, go for it. I, I think what you said about like black kids really speaks out. It really like hits because I can remember and you probably do too the video of the two little kids in front of the theater seeing the poster for Black Panther and debating on which which one they were. Right. You know, like they're arguing like, Oh, I wanna I wanna be Black Panther and the other one's like, No, I wanna be Black Panther, you can be Killmonger or or whatever and it was just really cool to see that and it I think it really set in for me um how much he really meant and how much that character means for, yeah, like young black kids and finally having that. As I mean, we, we had Blade. <laughs> right. That's that's about it as far as a main superhero in a movie. That's about it. Um, and number one, most kids aren't going to watch that. Number two really old movie <laughs> right so it's been a little while yeah it's not relevant it has nothing to do with anything going on currently and i mean it's i think it's harder for kids to relate to i mean it black panther being part of this mcu we already know of the the weight that the mcu carries with the death of iron man how much that meant the the entire in-game movie um, and how much that meant. And, uh, yeah, it just, it, it stings. Yeah. Um, definitely. Uh, the, the real world, uh, impact of this is first and foremost. And, um, at this point, we're just hoping that, you know, all the good that Chadwick was trying to do, um, by helping those kids in the hospital and, you know, fighting it by himself, seemingly, you know, he had his family around him, but, he he never wanted the world to know that he wasn't, you know, at his top strength. And to to imagine performing through uh, multiple, multiple MCU movies, um, as well as really all of his top films uh, taking place while he was in either stage three or stage four uh, of his cancer. I mean... You yeah. may never see a run like that again. No. Uh, and so it's just, it will stand the test of time. Uh, and for anybody that's wondering why it was, you know, such a big impact, hopefully, um, hopefully you realize that uh, what he was able to do for so many other people um, while he himself was hurting and to do it on, on top of that for a community um, that really, really needed that superhero. It, it's just, 
it's something that we may not see for quite a while. And the guy was uh, a talent and we'll miss him for sure. So, um, hundred percent. Yeah. So 100%. let's, uh, let's get into the MCU. And so now not only did we lose a strong figure within his own franchise, we were all kind of expecting the black Panther to somewhat lead the way because let's be honest, money drives these movies. If without money, they're not, you know what they are. Yeah. Black Panther was number one out of all these films uh, of the next generation uh, Marvel star. So mm-hmm. it was, it was assumed, you know, in Endgame with him coming out as the, the, first, the first person, yeah. um, the, the King. And really it was his troops that were, mm-hmm. um, you know, the main, um, you know, conglomerate of, of people that were attacking, uh, Thanos and his, his own, uh, guys. So we were ready for Wakanda and black Panther to be center stage. So yeah, it looks like we're going to need a new, a new leader moving forward. And to speak to that as well, I think the implications for black Panther two and the characters that would, maybe make their first appearance and like the ramifications of that moving forward would drastically affect. And I still think that those things will happen. I mean, in all, in all honesty, I don't think that I know that sounds weird, but I, I don't think that his death really keep prevents that from happening because I think it, it, it's already there. Those implications are already there, uh, for what could be in black Panther too. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's Black Panther 2 is more than likely going to be the movie that sets up so many things going forward. And it just, uh, yeah, it, it such a loss with not having Chadwick there to, to be a part of that. And it's going to feel awkward. It's going to feel weird, but I'm sure that they can do something to make it feel less awkward. Something... I mean, we've seen it with uh, Star Wars, you know, with Carrie Fisher's death. They had kind of like a backlog of like little things that they could work with and, you know, still create something amongst that and still move forward without it feeling super awkward. So, yeah. Yeah, I I think that we're going to get some sort of you know, killing off of the character. Um, I think he's too well established to just act like he's, you know, right. Oh, he, he died in, you know, the, the jungles of Wakanda. I think they're going to figure out, you know, the best way to, um, honor his remembrance, um, in the most respectful way, but the show must go on. And, Mm -hmm. um, he would, you know, he took that role so seriously and he would want it to be done justice. So, uh, whoever takes the mantle of really the main character within the black Panther franchise doesn't necessarily have to be the black Panther. Um, but whatever they're going to do for it, he'll have to die in some manner. And in, within the black Panther lore, of course, you know, death is not the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it kind of works. Um, just, you know, they're going to fit right in with the next one, which of course, um, all the talk has been about 
Killmonger and Shuri as the two likely replacements with yeah. some vocalizing in Baku as a, a possible alternate. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on Shuri versus I, uh, Killmonger? What's what do you think the best plan would be? I was really excited about that. Um, was yeah, I truly think that Shuri would be perfect. I think it would be. I mean the the, the women empowerment kind of things that we saw in Infinity War and Endgame. It fits in, it, like it, it's. And it's something that ties into the comic books as well. So it's not like they're straying so far. You know, they're not they're not straying at all. They're they're actually kind of staying staying close to, you know, what they typically stay close to, which is the comic books and uh, whatever they're basing. I mean, we know that the Infinity Saga was based off of Infinity Gauntlet, so mm-hmm. it it kind of makes sense to me to go with Shuri. You know, but at the same time, they're so well known for not doing what's always anticipated. So there is a possibility that maybe, you know, Killmonger or M'Baku takes the throne. I just don't think that it's, I think it's a little tiny percentage. If we're going out of a hundred, probably like 6%. Yeah. I think we were hearing that, uh, Shuri was going to get a bump in, uh, you know, relevance to the MCU. And of course, she was she was important in uh, Infinity War, um, for sure. Mm-hmm. And uh, we knew she was going to kind of get elevated to kind of that second tier status as a hero. Um, and you know, in in the movie, she's quite young, so it makes sense to have her kind of ascend to that role. Um, but we could be looking at you know the new Black Panther, Shuri. Uh, in my opinion. I think she would be the most fit for the role of Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't hate the idea of having Killmonger find a way to get back into um, the movie. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily, I don't think it has to happen. Um, I think that movie can do okay on its own, but the dynamic between Chadwick and Michael B. Jordan was really what gave the movie, you know, that, over-the-top feeling of, wow, the, the battle between Africa, you know, African-American, um, yeah. you know, Oakland versus the, you know, <laughs> the jungle of Africa. Uh, it was a really cool story, and it would be nice to not lose that. Uh, and, of course, Michael B. Jordan in his own right is a terrific actor, so it would be nice to keep him in the loop uh, of the MC, uh, you know, Marvel Universe. So, and of course, in Wakanda, you can die and, and they can pick you right back right. because of the technology that they have. Right. Um, so we, we don't know necessarily what happened with, with um, Killmonger after he, you know, what we, we thought died. Um, so they could do some things and bring him back. Shuri, I think, would be great to take the mantle. M'Baku seems like a really nice anti-hero. I'm not sure if you want to elevate him to that top dog status. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm open to it. I think Marvel's uh, given us every reason to believe they'll do this right. Right. And, you know, they just, you know, they keep casting well. And if this one goes well, then they'll be back on their way. And, and we will never forget about Chad- Chadwick. But... 
uh, boy, it seems like everybody just steps into their next role and, and they just, you know, do their job. Uh, the, the Patriots of the, the movie universe, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I'll get, I'm, I'm expecting a great black Panther too. Uh, if, um, you know, Childish Gambino gets in there mm, as Namor, yeah. which uh, is probably the most likely scenario. Although maybe this, you know, it changes some things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we can have a cool story going on, you know, leading lead to some potential Fantastic Four stuff down the road. Um, I'm so glad you said that too. Yeah. You said that was the exact thing that I was thinking. Uh, I mean, it kind of has to lead to Namor, right? Because of the discussion and in game. Yep. The hints. Yeah, all the hints there. Um and that's one of the reasons why I said that Black Panther 2 would be the most important going forward because of that. Because if you introduce Namor, you're by default introducing the Fantastic Four. And by default, <laughs> then you're introducing Doctor Doom. You're introducing Galactus, the Silver Surfer. You're introducing all these cool characters that this universe hasn't seen yet. Like this Marvel Cinematic Universe hasn't had the rights to yet. So seeing them take this over now and because the Fantastic Four movies in the past were just, I mean, forgettable. Not good enough. No. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's going to be nice to see it done. And I, I say this because I have all confidence in it, but it's going to be nice to see it done right and done well. Casting, writing, everything. So, um, I'm just so excited for that movie in particular going forward. Um, just to see what, what they can do. It's going to be, I think it's very easy to say that the first 30 minutes of that movie will be tough to get through in theaters. I mean, it's probably going to be as hard as, you know, the last 30 minutes of Endgame. But which speaks to how well they've done that yeah. a movie death would impact you as much as it did. Yeah. Um, you know, just to let you guys in on our world. Um, we, we live in an area that was about six hours away from uh, Branson, Missouri, and they had um, a digital uh, IMAX theater. And when Endgame was coming out, I, I told Spencer, we're seeing this in IMAX. We yeah. have to. There's yeah. no way around it. Um, yep. I, you, we've waited long enough to, you know, uh, earn this this trip. And so we we took a weekend trip down to um, or over to Branson, I should say. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we had some fun. Uh, went to their little you know carnival stuff. Had a good time. But the the main event and the reason we were yeah. there was to partake in opening night of Endgame, and I mean when I tell you the entire theater was sobbing, um, oh. throughout almost the entire movie. Yeah, uh, I'm not kidding, and I can only go off of audio because my eyes were full of yeah. tears yeah. as well. Same, same. I was looking over at Spencer, and we were both, both crying, crying like babies. Like, yeah. Um, it was bad. It's that's cool. <laughs> yeah. When something can hit you that hard and you know, it's still when you, when you watch those clips of the final battle and, and, and Tony, you know, going down and it hits you. Um, and, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it, 
a, a real life death, of course, is something that you can never get past. Um, but this MCU, you know, it has really hit so many hearts in so many ways that uh, it it's just an incredible experience and emotional roller coaster. And, and that's why, you know, these actors, you know, also mean so much to us because they truly feel like they're a part of our lives and, and, you know, Chadwick and, and the rest of them almost feel like our friends, you know, um, they're not people we get to, you know, know personally, but we feel like we're hanging out with them, you know? So it's, it's just an incredible feeling. And this is why we, we talk about the things that we do. We wouldn't talk about something that we're not interested in. So we're, we're invested <laughs> um, both financially and emotionally. We <laughs> yeah. both have our own collection and yeah. um, you know, in the future we can share that with you guys. But I just wanted to speak to uh, you know, our, our personal interests in this um, universe for a moment, because it really, it really is important to both of us um, on a human level, which is, yeah, you know, to somebody that may not be invested in something like that, they may not get it. But hey, to each their own. I, I yeah, and I think to an extent we all have something like this. We we all do. I mean, I would hope so. Speaking, I mean, for us personally, I mean, we had a different kind of like source of outlet before Marvel uh, that we were very passionate about and had a, a massive interest in, but, um, yeah, I think everybody kind of does. And I think the role that social media plays nowadays is such a huge part of what you were speaking about with feeling connected to somebody that you don't even know. Uh, I mean, how many people, you know, like, and, and share and, you know, tweet about like, you know, the Kardashians or somebody, you know, they like, they don't even know them, but they feel so connected to them because of, you know, TV and social media, but, um, I, I mean, it's, it's hard to even like put into words, like really like what the MCU kind of represents or like what it truly means. It's just such an amazing escape that like for three hours, I can be completely wrapped up into something, completely forget about everything else that's going on in my, my own life. And I don't know. It's just, it's a beautiful thing. And, you know, we've, we've both <laughs> many times discussed what goes on, what, what, what happens for what going forward, kind of uh, scripting things that we think could happen, how it could happen. And that's, I mean, you can't really, it's, it's hard to even put into words. Like, I, I can't even do it right now. It's just, it means that much to me. It's a good thing for a podcast. Yeah, it's exactly. <laughs> yeah. So as I'm looking at the new release dates of the television shows coming up in the Marvel um, universe, WandaVision has been um, you know, announced tentatively as December 2020, which would be the first show that kind of pops up um, on us. And that's going to be here right? before you know it. Originally, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier was going to be the one that we were looking forward yeah. to uh, in the late summer. But uh, yeah, WandaVision. So how excited are you for uh, Scarlet <laughs> Witch and Vision to be, what, housewives and, I, and house husband in the... 
The 1950s? Where are they? This is going to sound really weird, but I am ecstatic about this show. Uh, and for most, I, I, and I would say from the feedback that I've seen in groups that I'm in, like through Facebook or whatever, there's not a lot of people that are really talking about it. There's not a lot of people that are like super right. excited about it, but I am like, just because, you know, right before we started to do this, I was thinking about what could be because I rewatched the trailer and I was like, huh, you know, what, what, what is going to happen in this show? Why is this even a show? You know? And I had these ideas that just hit me and I thought, wow, if they pull this off, this could be massive. Like this could be huge. This could be the black Panther two of the shows when you really think about it in terms of setting up the next, mm-hmm. you know, phase. setting up the next phase, setting up the next, uh, setting up another movie. Um, and I don't know. I think it's, I think if, if what I think happens, it's huge. And, and what I think would happen is Wanda. I mean, the last time we saw her, was in game talking to Hawkeye about loss. And I think that that's going to weigh on her. I think that because of her talents, maybe she doesn't even know what she's capable of. You know, I think that's a thing. I mean, she was able to take on Thanos single-handedly for a moment in in game. And, uh, I think that she doesn't even know her potential yet. And in some manner, maybe she <laughs> opens up a portal because she's trying to like resurrect vision in some way. Right. And maybe this portal opens up into a multiverse of madness tying into Dr. Strange because she's going to basically create a separate reality where Vision's alive and Doctor Strange is, you know, that's where the Doctor Strange movie comes in and he approaches her like, man, you really messed things up. Now we have to fix it. And I I think that's a possibility because how else are you possibly going to explain the fact that Vision's randomly alive again? Yeah, I believe originally... Scarlet Witch was uh, part of the main cast of Doctor Strange yeah. 2. And then she'd been taken off the main Which list. Completely. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. But I thought multiverse Scarlet Witch could have implications. Right. And now maybe if you, what you're saying happened, she could be, you know, anybody can be in any movie. Um, yeah. And she could have a small role where... And she leads to the the movie itself. Yeah, um, like I, I don't know. I think maybe that could that could be a thing. I don't. I just I'm trying to rack my brain around the fact that Vision would be alive. Yeah, you know, I, it's, it's it's weird. I mean, there's the counterpoint that somebody could make, and they could say he was well, AI, this, <laughs> I mean, right? He could just bunch be. of bots. Um, <laughs> yeah. They could say that this will have nothing to do with the next phase, and this will simply be a reason for them to keep, you know, the two actors on payroll, you know, it could just be that. 
Um, but yeah, I think all of us are hoping that we get a really entertaining show with Wanda and, you know, and vision that gives them a purpose. Uh, and of course, if you could set up another film or TV show or, or some, you know, new hero, that would be even better. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't, I don't know what to expect from this thing, man. It, um, it's got all kinds of potential, but it's hard to predict the show where you don't even know what the setting is necessarily. Yeah. You know, we, we kind of, we get Falcon and winter soldier, you know, Falcon is in this new you know role in between Falcon and, and cap. Um, and you know, they could be focusing on previous to end game or post end game, but we know where it's going, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and you know, what if, I mean, all, all these things, we know kind of what they're doing here. I feel like WandaVision, we're, we're going, well, one guy's dead. <laughs> yeah. They're dressed up like it's I Love Lucy. Yeah. And what the heck is happening, you know? And that's what makes it so interesting. Like, that's what makes it, that's what makes me excited is that I don't know. You know, like when I saw, you know, we were getting closer. This was probably in like March, maybe. You know, I was looking, uh, just scrolling through to see when Falcon and Winter Soldier would come out. And I saw the cast list. I saw that, you know, uh, was it Baron Zemo and yes. uh, U.S. agent would be characters. And I automatically came up with an idea of, well, maybe potential for Citizen V, I don't know, uh, or potential for U.S. agent to be the bad, the, the actual bad guy of the show. Um, I don't know. I mean, you, you're able to come up with more ideas based off of that. But with this, it's it's like the one in Cold. <laughs> you have no idea what to expect, but it makes it... To me, it just makes it better. Because it's like, wow, like... I know I have zero clue what this is. You know, I think if you kind of have any kind of expectation, you, you, you could go one way or the other, right? If you have zero expectations, yeah, I, mean, I think it can all be good, for sure. But like you said, it could be they're just trying to keep him on the payroll right? and it means nothing. It's just a complete waste of time. <laughs> and, but I, I don't see that. You hope not. Yeah. I, I, well, I don't see that, though. Yeah. You know it, what I mean? Like it's why? Horrible. Yeah. Why would you do that? What's the point? If, especially if it's going to be the first show released yeah, on Disney. Better not suck, man. Yeah. They, and. To change it like that, because, yeah, I'm really sure that Falcon and Winter Soldier was supposed to come out first. But to change it like that would maybe mean that they feel that confident in this show. Well, and it's been quite a while since we had anything Marvel released. Um, So they need to hit the ground running. Um, We will have the Black Widow movie coming out um, early next year. Mm -hmm. Um, somewhat early and Shang-Chi is also slated for early next year. Wow. So, um, it looks like we've got around what, eight or so. Um, so Shang-Chi got- things being released. Yeah. Everything got, you know, a little it's- bit updated. Wow. And so Black Widow. Um, so this is all new to me. Yeah. This is it's pretty, like this is- pretty newly <laughs> um, updated. And Black Widow, we've kind of talked about before, never on the podcast, of course, but um, 
I think a lot of people have kind of racked their brains around what the Black Widow is going to be about, but we've had extensive trailers. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, Shang-Chi, um, we're kind of waiting to see what, what goes on there. We certainly need a trailer. Yeah. Um, and the only time we've really gotten a big hint of the Ten Rings was through Iron Man. Yeah. Um, so do you have any initial thoughts on that? Um possibly where we see the mandarin the actual mandarin um and it's going to be interesting to see how shang chi plays into the mcu and everybody's kind of had a role to this point we've had captain america movies we've had iron man movies we've had hulk and avengers guardians of the galaxy everybody's had a role and it's going to be interesting to see where these new people what their role will be within, you know, are we going to have another team again? Are we going to have something going forward? I mean, when you're talking about Black Widow, looking at the cast, once again, being, you know, psychos about it, <laughs> looking at the cast, seeing who's, you know, in the movie, my first thought is maybe Thunderbolts. And like, you know, whether they get a movie or not, or whether they get a show, or whether it's just like, oh, hey, we're here, and then that's it, never to be seen from again, you know. Uh, but it's, it's just going to be interesting to see what his role is. And I think having the Ten Rings tying in that into Iron Man, that obviously means something. And I'm really excited for it, because I love, like, Bruce Lee movies and that kind of thing, like the martial arts aspect. And I think that's going to be an awesome movie, but it's just kind of hard to tell. He's also a character that I don't really have extensive knowledge of, but knowing the Thin Rings, knowing the Mandarin, like that, that's just, I'm already sold. Well, uh, this is why, you know, I go to for Marvel stuff. Uh, Cause you know your stuff and I get to update you with the updated inf- information on these movies <laughs> and, uh, the real Mandarin will be involved in the oh, film. Nice. 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 Um, yeah. So that makes me happy. It's, uh, it's been confirmed. Listeners can't see this, but I'm smiling yeah, right here. It's, know? uh, you know, it's pretty cool. We've been in, in quarantine for a while. And of course, uh, <laughs> while we're trying to survive here, Marvel hasn't been the the highest priority um, <laughs> yeah. as we're just figuring things out. But, uh, you know, with all these new updates, this came out about four days ago. Wow. Okay. Um, and there might have been some info before that, but this is uh, now being reported by many sites that it is going to be the real man. Then. Oh, man. So, um, uh, I'll give you about 20 seconds here. Give me a reaction. Uh, I, I, I can't. <laughs> I'm just excited and happy and... I mean, I, I hate, I actually don't like calling something, but for this, I'm, I'm just excited. I'm really excited for that. I, I mean, it's. You've uh, been saying it for a while. Yeah. And like, regardless of when this news came out, which, you know, as the host, I got to be on top of these things. Right. Um, that's pretty cool because you haven't been saying it for at least a year now. Yeah. Um, after, uh, 
Well, and I should mention there's been some rumors that uh, a certain Robert Downey Jr. Um, could be in for a quick cameo in the Black Widow movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense. So we may be seeing uh, Tony Stark Tony in, in some <laughs> some capacity. Yeah. Um, so it has been confirmed that uh, it takes place between Captain America Civil War and Avengers Infinity War. Okay. So, um, of course, that would make sense um, in the timeline thing. So after Shang-Chi, we have the Eternals. Which is crazy, right? Because I felt like the Eternals was going to come out first. It's all been shaken it's up. Ra- that's wild. Like, this is new to me. This is awesome. And their cast is pretty star-studded. I mean, you know. Oh, my goodness. Duh. Dude. Uh, any Marvel thing that you, comes out, you expect at least two or three of the characters to be, you know, brand name people. Yeah. And they've done a really good job of establishing the, the star as somebody that is you know, have shown promise in their own roles, but maybe it's not a household name yet. And then typically their villains and the mentors are people that have been there, done that. Um, They want to bank on those established actors to really put in a solid performance, but also give these younger actors a chance to thrive. Right. And I mean, you had the guy, what's his name? Uh, Harrington from... Uh, Game of Thrones? Yes. Uh, Angelina Jolie, am I right? That's mm-hmm. correct. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's two people right off the bat that are, like, massive, you know, in their own right. And... Kamel is also on the cast. Um, yeah. He's been, you know, rising. He's, you know, been known as a, you know, a, just a guy, and then he got swole, and the <laughs> pictures started coming yeah. out. And, uh, yeah, he's a monster now. I mean, I think you have to, right? If you get cast as a superhero, you gotta get... You gotta go all out, man. You gotta get Get the Get the chef. You know, you gotta get everything. And how about Angelina Jolie? You know, welcome. Yeah. (laughs) About time, right? Yeah. I mean, who's the next one, though? Right? If they sign a huge... Keanu Reeves? Keanu has been signed. We don't know exactly who he's gonna be yet. um, But, of course, there's been speculation. My favorite thing right now... And I don't know when it comes out. I don't know if it's the next movie or after Eternals or not, but the two that I'm the most also in, enthused with are Thor, Love and Thunder, and The Guardians 3. Because I think they'll tie in. And I think that's easy to say because, well, well yeah, well, Thor left with The Guardians, sure. But, like, I think there's something bigger there. I think... uh I think with what we know, Christian Bale was cast for Thor, correct? Uh, yes, I believe that was. Um, I believe that was confirmed. Yeah, we just don't know who he's playing. Yes. Yeah, we don't have an actual, and that's the speculation right now. It's like, oh, who is he going to be? Uh, we don't really have anything on Guardians Three yet because that's still like a ways off, correct? Like twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three. Long way away. Yeah. So, my instant thoughts are, and why I say that they are connected, is we'll see the Guardians in Thor. I think that's easy. We'll see the Guardians in Thor. I don't think... With Jane Foster, I think it's going to be similar to Cap in Iron Man and, and Thor in Endgame, where, you know... 
Cap is worthy of Mjolnir. Jane Foster becomes worthy. But Thor is also, you know, as Stormbreaker, you know, all that. I think maybe Christian Bale maybe gets cast as Adam Warlock. That's where he makes his debut. We've been waiting a long time. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, most people would say, well, why wouldn't he be coming in Guardians? Because that's the last mention is in Guardians too. You know, well, I'll leave him Adam, whatever. Well, in Guardians 3, shouldn't that mean he would be like the Magus? And why would Marvel play by those rules? Marvel creates their own rules. I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah. But I mean, I think that, that would be kind of cool. Because that was the whole thing that really trips me up with in-game and Infinity War the most, I think, is not having Adam Warlock. Not having that character be a part of all of that because of how crucial he was to Infinity Gauntlet. And knowing that that's, what's, that's what it's based off of. I know that, you know, you can't have the X-Men, you can't have Silver Surfer, Fantastic Four, right? Yeah, that's cool. I'm fine with that. But, like, not having Adam Warlock in those movies was like, wow. Like, it didn't, like, damper anything. But it was like, hmm, you know? I wonder what would have changed or what could have happened or how the story would be different if it would be like three or four movies and not two or, you know, what happens. But I, me personally, and it's just because it's my own theory and my own thing, I actually like that because judging by the way the Guardians 2 ended, Adam would be brought in as a villain almost because that planet got robbed of whatever I can't remember exactly off the top it's been a while but they're pissed off at the Guardians so he would be brought in as a bad guy maybe in Thor 11 Thunder while they're searching for Gamora you know they stumble into Adam Warlock instead and I should mention that recently uh Chris Hemsworth was interviewed and was asked if this would be his last time playing Thor. And rather than, you know, say, well, you know, I can't reveal anything. He said, I will be playing Thor for as long as they'll have me. I love the role. So for anybody that wasn't aware already, Chris Hemsworth is game to do as many moves as they want him to. Um, which of course is always a positive because they're going to do what they need to. They're not going to ask him back. If they don't feel like he fits anymore. And it also makes sense for the character. He's old, you know, he's, he, he can keep on living, keep on going. It's crazy. Um, to get back to why I think Bale also would be warlock. Maybe it's just, when you look at warlock, he's got like the, I don't know, he's like a handsome dude, you know? Bale's handsome. I don't think they're going to... My initial thoughts, I think, were maybe Gore, God Butcher, but I was like, uh... The more I thought about that, the more I didn't like that idea. Just based off of, like, well... Not that he can't do it, but, like, putting Christian Bale in a bunch of makeup and stuff and all these weird, like, effects or whatever on him kind of would throw people off, I think, but I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Um, 
Uh, I think the next show would be like maybe Loki, right? Um, there's a few that are kind of sensitively scheduled, right? Um, Loki and What If are somewhere around each other. Yeah. Um, and of course, we know that Loki is basically going to be going into different parts of time with the Tesseract and messing with things. Yeah. So it's a god of mischief show is really what it is. Uh, and, and I don't think that's going to have too much of an impact on the... No. It's too much. Yeah. Um, it's too easy, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, what if is you know, cartoon, something... Right? Yeah, it's supposed to be a cartoon, but um, voiced by the characters, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Which that's neat. Why not? Yeah. Right? They have the rights to these guys anyway. Right. They're under contract. Yeah. Not as much time. Um, yeah. And they don't have to do much. They don't have to like, go through dress and makeup. Well, and I should <laughs> mention that phase five, which is after, you know, what's coming up, which is phase four, um, currently scheduled as Black Panther 2, Captain Marvel 2, Ant-Man 3, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Blade, She-Hulk, Moon Knight, Ms. Marvel, and a potential Avengers movie. So Potential Avengers movie? Not necessarily Avengers, not necessarily but, New Avengers, not necessarily anything, but, right, but they're something trying of that to sort. put something big yeah. together. Um, which tells me that they're taking a break from the characters we know and love to introduce us to the next gen. Yeah. Um, you know, we certainly we have Thor um coming in and and Doctor Strange and Spider-Man like mm-hmm. they've gotten in plenty of of time in the movies but in terms of, you know, the next gen, I think we still see Spider-Man as a part of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Doctor Strange is inevitably a part of that. Yeah. Um, and, and Thor sort of is the, almost the leader of the next generation because yeah. he's got the most clout, so to speak, coming from mm-hmm. the final battle with, with Thanos. He's the only one that's still on the team, um, whatever that team is. Yeah. And then, of course, with Shang-Chi and, you know, Black Widow's done. Um, you know, she's obviously dead in the, in the MCU and Eternals are brand new to us. So this looks like a... a setting the table for the future and then we're going to get back some of our household names. Yeah, I think maybe phase six is probably where we see something new that we haven't seen yet. Maybe that's where they bring in Fantastic Four or the X-Men. I think it's also worth noting that I, I believe that I saw something or read something where the old Fox versus X-Men would be making cameos, which I think is interesting because I think maybe in the Loki show, maybe in Doctor Strange 2, maybe in WandaVision, we see something like that. We see maybe uh, Quicksilver or uh, like the, the, the Fox first. Yeah, Quicksilver died in the MCU yeah, already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, maybe we see that or maybe we see uh, the old Cyclops um, and Gene Gray, mm-hmm. something like that. I mean, it would be amazing to see Hugh Jackman, but I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, that's but, tough. Maybe in a, yeah. a cameo, you know, yeah. way. Mm-hmm. 
which wouldn't, you know, wouldn't hurt anybody. Yeah. Kind of cool. But I think um, just going based off of this, I think that's, they've established a formula now. And I think they're going to try to stick to that. And I think that's nice because we are going to get introduced into new characters that maybe haven't, like, I'm so excited for Moon Knight, dude. Like, wow. The, I'm trying to remember who wrote it. So, <laughs> uh, but there was a comic run of Moon Knight. I want to say like in 2017, that was phenomenal. It was literally like, uh, mm, what would the right movie be? Kind of like Inception, you know, like that, that movie Inception. Mm-hmm. Um, Mixed with uh, the other Leo DiCaprio movie where he's like on the island. He thinks he's a cop, but he's really like the mental. Shutter Island? Shutter Island, yeah. Yeah. It's like those two movies merged into this comic book. And and I thought, wow, like, dude, this this needs a movie. This needs something. And then it was revealed that they're going to do a midnight show. So I'm like super excited for that. And I want to see where that goes. I mean, are they going to be tied in? Is it going to be something similar to like Daredevil and all of that, where like maybe some of these people that have TV shows aren't like tied into the main universe, or I don't know, but I'm really super excited for Midnight. Yeah, and uh, all we really have is a logo <laughs> of yeah. Moon Knight, so yeah. at the moment we don't have much to go off of. Um, she Hulk recently got cast. Um, and again, you know, it, it was actually, it was met with a lot of fanfare mm. and we just kind of, at this point, we're like, cool, you know, yeah. we, we trust it and I'm excited to see how she does. It's really cool to have, um, a second Hulk character because there's so many, um, in the MCU mm-hmm. and, Personally, I hope that they go with like the more feminine, like less CGI um, version of She-Hulk uh, yeah. as the person, and we'll see. We'll see what they go with, but I'm I'm trusting them, of course. Um, when it comes to Guardian, Guardians of the Galaxy three, this is one that you know obviously a long time ago was supposed to come out way sooner, um, but with the real life issues of James Gunn being fired, and then. Um, almost immediately after he took on Suicide Squad, which is not even released yet. Uh, So he couldn't make Guardians of the Galaxy 3, uh, but they rehired him. And so there was a delay. And now they haven't even started shooting. So it's going to be quite a while before we see that one. Um, Late 2022 is where we're thinking. Could be later. So the only thing that could put a wrench in your plans is that it's going to be so late. Yeah. Um, we'll see how that impacts it. Uh, Thor could be a part of this cast uh, and the guardians could be in Thor. We, we don't know what's going to happen here, but uh, the real life implications do, do play a factor. So yeah. Um, could, could affect it. Right. Blade is the one that's kind of, we don't really know much about it all. Um, you know, Mahershala, Mahershala Ali. Yeah. That's a really hard name that's to say. Uh, Mahershala. 
Okay. Much better. Uh, Ali, who, by the way, is fantastic. Yeah. Um, that is amazing. Great actor. Yeah. And I was really excited. Um, Mahershala was in it, or Mahershala. I feel like yeah. Charles Barkley right yeah. now. Mahershala. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a great actor. I was really excited to see that he was cast. And, you know, that's going to be pretty cool, man. We get another kind of, you know, supernatural character that comes to the board uh, to mm-hmm. throw on there with Scarlet Witch and, and Doctor Strange. So what are your thoughts on that so far? Uh, my thoughts are... Okay, this is going to be really weird, but like, what do we know of Blade? You know, like Vampire Hunter, right? What do we know that's also coming out that's actually somehow strangely tied into the MCU? Because I didn't think that it was at first. Morbius. Yeah. Yeah. Remains to be seen, but there's been rumors. Yeah, because I remember seeing in the trailer, we saw Vulture in the trailer, and I was like, whoa, like this is being produced by uh, like Sony, right? And so I was like, what? Like, how? Like, where does this even tie in? Because we haven't even had like a Venom tie in yet. No, no. But Venom's like, been completely Sony so far. What the heck? Like, that's Vulture. <laughs> There's no denying that. That's They're Vulture. always one step ahead. So, you know, how does that tie in? I think Spider-Man 3 is going to be maybe crucial to that as well. Because if he's if Vulture is going to be in Morbius, then who's to say Morbius won't be in Spider-Man three or like won't be there won't be some kind of implication. And I think maybe that does tie into Blade. Maybe Blade goes after Morbius, or he just pops up randomly in the show or something. I like that idea of like, oh, we don't really know anything yet. Let's just like speculate and like throw these things together and like. I, I don't know. That's that's my initial thoughts, though. I think the Blade show will be. I I hope that it's similar to what Netflix did with the Punisher, as in like, kind of graphic, and you know, just pure uh, high intensity. I have uh, a question for be, you. Yeah. Who's the actor that's playing Blade? No, don't put me on that. <laughs> what do you think it is? The name? <laughs> yeah. Mahershala Ali. Hey, there we go. Okay. Mahershala. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I didn't do as bad as I thought. Boy, I butchered it earlier. I was. That's an easy name. That to was butcher. tough, man. Mahershala. Mahershala. I gotta. I gotta ask him in person. What's the best way to <laughs> say it? He's fantastic. I love him as an actor. Um, yeah. I can't wait for this one. Um, gosh, there's a lot of movies coming out. Um, She-Hulk is going to be a TV show. Mm-hmm. So that's something to mention. Um, I think it's Spider-Man mo- 3. Yes. So the movies of that the um, fifth phase will be Black Panther 2, Captain Marvel 2, Ant-Man 3, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Blade, and then Moon Knight. Mm. And oh, I wasn't able to pull up the writer of the Moon Knight comic, but I pulled up Jeff Lemire, which I think is right. the cartoonist for that run. Sorry, but no, that's fine. And I don't know if Ms. Marvel is a movie or TV show plan. I think it's a show. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, but they can do whatever they want at any time. So, oh, that could be really interesting. I mean, 
what I really hope we get possibly is something similar to like that branch off team of young Avengers. I think that's with coming. like Ms. Marvel and like Miles Morales, yeah. Kid Nova. And by the way, Moon Knight is a television show as well. That's yeah. my bad. I think that could be better. I think it's hard better. to keep track, man. Yeah. There's so much going on. Honestly, I think that's better. I, maybe that's just me. If you truly care about the character, honestly, the show is great for, you know, anybody because mm-hmm. you just get to see more. Yeah. And I love what you said about the uh, young Avengers. Spot on to me. I think that's coming. Um, and a new Avengers movie has been teased. I wouldn't rule it out. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably not the time to do it because they're not that well established and they'd be right. tough to go against, you know, end game. And all of a sudden you got a bunch of new guys. Yeah. I think that would be like a 2026 <laughs> move. You, you think know, we're like, going to get there? Yeah. Oh <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I dude, this, I think it's only going to pick up steam. Yeah. I don't think that that's the thing, man. Yeah. Where, what's the end game? You know, the literal it, end game. I, can you imagine? I mean, the money's only going to go up from here, you it, know? It's it's like I was discussing with someone else a long time ago, like even with Marvel Comics right now, they're introducing new characters. And so they're it's just, it's just stories. You know, like I don't think it can really end. You know, I don't think that that's a thing that you know, it's kind of similar to like the Odyssey, right? Like Odysseus plants the ore in the mainland and like it becomes legend. Like his story doesn't necessarily come to an end. I wasn't person, in that like, class. It, <laughs> I was in the remedial class. We didn't read Odysseus. We, we read like basketball books. Yeah. You know? But like it becomes like a it becomes legend. And I think that's the same with Marvel. I don't think that it'll necessarily end. I just think that the stories will evolve. The characters will evolve. New people will be brought into the fold. I got a question for you. Hmm? You might be surprised by this, but I think it's a legitimate question. Has the MCU peaked? Have we seen its penultimate uh, timeline? Have we seen the crescendo? And I don't think that's insulting to say that it has because it was such mm-hmm. a high peak and it's it's the greatest, you know, grossing movie of all time in Endgame. And it's, to be uh, honest... One can of you the, get much better? It's, to be honest, one of the best stories, too. Like, Thanos and the Infinity Gauntlet and just the Infinity Stones, all of that is one of the best stories. And it was it's, the first. Yeah. It's going to be tough to beat the first. Yeah. And it's one of those things like where you go from there, you know, like I I think I brought up to you months ago, like, okay, well, if we are getting Adam Warlock, like, are we going to see another Infinity Gauntlet, (laughs) you know? And I don't think that's, you know, a thing because it's literally the Infinity, this is literally called the Infinity Saga. Yeah. So like, I don't think you can... (laughs) Create another Infinity Saga Part Two. <laughs> that would, <laughs> you can't do that. Probably not. I mean, Secret Wars is a, a possibility. Um, 
I don't know. I don't know. There, there's so many things that they can do that could be interesting. As an optimist, I don't want to. I don't want to say that they've peaked yet because if they've peaked, then it seems like well, you know, this is it. <laughs> right. But uh, well, and greatness is still great just because you're not the greatest. Right. LeBron's been a pleasure to watch. Maybe he wasn't Jordan. Right. You know, it. it it's like that in all scenarios. Exactly. You don't have to be the best to to be. It's something enjoyable to not to tie into something that's completely irrelevant to Marvel, but like Joaquin Phoenix's Joker was red, good. special in its own way, special in its own way, exactly. So, I think that's what this next phase will be. I think it'll be special in its own way, it'll cover its own movie, niche, by the way. yeah, yeah. But, um, that was tough to get through. I don't know. I think, I think it has, I think it has too. I think, I think it has. But that just goes to show how good it was. Yeah. You know, and there's always, we are always going to, well, it's funny that we answer in that way because somebody that's 12 (laughs) in 10 years will probably have a complete disagreement with that. Absolutely. And we'll go, you don't get it. It's not that you, you can't just watch the movies and understand. Yeah. It was an emotion. It was a time. It was a feeling. Mm-hmm. And 10, 20, 30 years from now, when they're doing their own thing, they're going to be like, what are you talking about, dude? Look at the graphics. Those are the oh, joke. That's gonna and we're going to go, you don't, oh, man. you don't get it, man. The story, yeah. the graphics <laughs> were amazing for their time. Yeah. Like, get lost. And boomer, you know, the, the, <laughs> whatever the, the Iron terminology man, is going to be. The Mark 50 armor is going to be like <laughs> not even a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Anything I bought for like $500 in 2000. 16 is going to be worth like 12 bucks. Yeah. Like, That's a piece of garbage. Yeah. Check out my phone worth 12,000. Exactly. I don't know. It's, it's, I, 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 it's tough because it's like when, if, if it does lose steam, when does it, you know, like, is it now because of the amount of time between movies and on top of that, the coronavirus and what that has done, like it's extended and it's pushed deadlines and stuff back. And yeah, they got kind of screwed. They lost yeah. all their momentum. I mean, they lost everything. really cares right now. If that, you're casual. Yeah. If you're casual, you're not like, when's the next Marvel movie? And let's face it. I mean, probably what? 80, 90% of the people that maybe saw these movies were casual. Oh, you're, you, you gotta sell the casuals if you're going to make money. Exactly. The black Panther got the casuals Avengers name brand gets the casuals. Yeah. You know, you gotta, you gotta really Iron Man, you know, got the casuals cause he was the first and Tony Stark and Robert mm-hmm. Downey Jr. Is such a big name actor. But yeah, if you're, if you're starting a new franchise within your own MCU and nobody really knows the character yet, you're starting kind of all over. You got the clout, you know, you, they know you're good. They're like, okay, right. I've liked those movies, but they got to earn it again. This is not a given. Yeah. It, it kind of, not to bring the whole mood of things down, but like it kind of reminds me of like what Star Wars is. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're the original trilogy fans <laughs> right now. So oh, they're on a Reddit post complaining, I believe. Last time I checked. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. But like, we're, I, I really hope we, like, we're not going to be those, those fans. 
you know no, what I mean? like it's not fun it's not that, yeah it's not this fun is to supposed be, to be fun yeah it's not supposed to be like wrestling that, that's been something that we've been passionate about Sure, like at if, times, because yeah, right now I, I could absolutely care less. Not. You know, Dude, the past three years, four I, years, maybe you have to keep my attention yeah. if you want me to spend time and money on you. But if I was to say, "Hey, I've got tickets to uh, an indie show," do you want to go? Yeah, yeah, because it's entertainment. It's as long as I'm fun. not busy, let's do it. Yeah, it's entertainment. It's fun. It's supposed to be fun, and I think that's the bottom line of what this is. So, like. If things don't match your perception of things or what you want them to be, that's okay. You know, like it's not a not a big deal. You know, um, I had my own expectations for Star Wars and my own like theories and what I would like to see, but I mean, they write better Star Wars movies than I write. <laughs> so, sure. I mean, that's well, and I have the unique the perspective line. of being born in 94 but not watching star wars as a little kid and so i didn't have the the fantastical memories um you know when you have that little young blurred vision mm-hmm. um and i enjoyed the star wars movies that have come out recently and you know i i like them for what they were i wasn't judging them against this unbeatable expectation right which is your memory your memory will always win nostalgia always wins absolutely yeah um it's crazy and there's just no way to beat it. Mm-hmm. And speaking of nostalgia, the one movie we haven't really gone into depth um, about is Spider-Man three. Right. And where it left off is uh, Tom Holland's character is now exposed. Yeah. He is in the real world as Spider-Man demasked. Um, yeah. He's, he's, you know, all aboard the train to to get at Spider-Man. Anybody that wants him knows who he is now. Right. And, uh, you know, that's going to open up a whole, you know, world of trouble for our, our neighborhood, um, Spider-Man. Yeah. I've got something to drop on you too about that. We'll see. Sinister six. Can't wait. I, I think that's the move. I think that's the thing. It has to be, right? Vulture's in, in prison. What's he going to do? Now, Spider-Man Peter Parker is, is revealed. He knows who he is. He already does. Which should bring all his... Exactly, all these people he's His meeting, enemies maybe, that have been looking for him. Yeah, maybe he meets, uh, you know, Craven or, you know, somebody else there. Rhino, Rhino Electro, Electro, whatever. Yeah. All of these <laughs> possibilities are do. open. Um, it's just going to be, it, it will be kind of strange because when I think of Spider-Man and I think of like the rogues gallery, like the first name that pops up is always Green Goblin. Right. But like, I don't think we're going to see that in the MCU. Well, it's interesting that they've saved them. They, yeah. they could be building him up to be a very important figure. Mm-hmm. Whereas the other Spider-Mans have basically just said, well, here you go. <laughs> you know, we've got yeah. our Spider-Man and here goes Green Goblin. You yeah. know, they're off to the races and yeah. and the race is over. And you're like, well, we just used maybe our top villain yeah. uh, right off the bat. And from the MCU, we know they don't do that. Right. Um, typically, they start with somebody that we've heard of, that we know of. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but like maybe smoking. is not the guy that you go, oh, that's, yeah. they're going to kill Spider-Man for sure. You know, right. <laughs> it's always kind of, Spidey's got this, you know? Yeah. And with Mysterio, we knew he's not so much deadly as he is just uh, crazy. Crazy, yeah. <laughs> and, oh man, the Mysterio, I think we, we I, I talked about this more in our group chat than I think I've talked about in any kind of like Marvel thing ever, but the whole Mysterio in the X-Men universe is just something that always, I, I always think of when I think of Mysterio. It's weird because he's like typically Spider-Man, but that story arc, I'm so glad that they did something similar to that in the Spider-Man movie and they played it off perfectly, man. Like that. I love his fishbowl. Yeah. With like the, the, the whole Iron Man scene and, all of those weird things that kept going on. It was just so reminiscent of that little comic of Mysterio popping up with me. Uh, Xavier's school and Wolverine slaughtering what he thinks are the bad guys. And it's really all the other X-Men. <laughs> he just killed all of them, which is amazing, amazing writing. But like, ah, uh, but I'm I'm just so excited too for what could be with Spider-Man three because we could very easily maybe get Venom, we could maybe get like I said the Sinister Six, maybe they do some weird thing where they actually do a fourth Spider-Man movie and they plant a seed for Green Goblin. I or, think we're getting a minimum of four. Uh, yeah, that doesn't feel like that's slowing down at all. They just resigned a contract with Sony. Yeah. And so, I don't feel like Spider-Man just obviously fits in any other franchises that they already have. So and he just he'll well. probably be. And, and by the way, the guy's like 12 years old. You know, <laughs> yeah, like Tom, yeah. Holland, Tom Holland's got plenty of time left. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. Geez. So I, I like that, though. I mean, he's he's young. He's the perfect Spider-Man to me. He's energetic. He's, yeah, he's young. He's energetic. He's, he's a perfect Peter Parker mixed with an awesome Spider-Man. And you know? we get more Zendaya. So I am excited about happy. that too. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, I what, what what do you think going forward with all of these different Star Wars or Spider-Man things with you know Morbius or I don't know Sinister Six or whatever? Like I'm hoping we're wrapping around to where we get a Venom storyline. Perhaps um, Carnage, Antivenous, somebody, you know, get some symbiotes action here. Yeah. And then come down to uh, a a battle between the Sinister Six and Spidey with some anti-heroes. That would be neat. That would be ideal for me. Um, to be quite honest, I loved um, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man when I was a little kid. And of course, I was a little kid. Oh, yeah. Like, it was great to me. Um, and they were good, you know, they flamed out like a, you know, pirates did or whatever other franchise that goes a little bit too long. Um, but it was really well done. It was very much par for the course at the time. And to me, there's always been a little bit of a gap between me and the Tom Holland Spider-Man films. Um, I've thought they're good. I thought they're really good actually. But, you know, the MCU is a high, a high bar and Ooh. they they meet it. Um, but to me, the emotional connection was never truly established with um, with Tom's Spider-Man. And maybe that's because we didn't get the origin story. And so we don't, you know, necessarily we're not crying over 
his situation. I mean, he's got Marissa Tomei as a mom, so that you know, yeah. doesn't help yeah, things. Um, so I'm just over here like, you know, he he needs Tony Stark to you know put his pants on. Uh, he doesn't have the natural web spinners, which I was used to growing up. Mm-hmm. But of course, it's more true to the comics. So yeah. awesome. Um, and I'm down for it. And I love his interpretation of Spider-Man. I just want to be emotionally invested. Mm-hmm. So we didn't get that Uncle Ben scene. Yeah. And, and you know, call me crazy, call me heartless. But I want to see his life in, in real danger very soon. <laughs> you know, <laughs> danger in, in which I believe. Yeah. Um, but I think that's this movie. I hope so. Yeah. Uh, I hope we really have an emotional attachment to him. And and I like Zendaya and I think she's a great actress, but I need to see them more emotionally involved with each other too, for me to care about their relationship truly as a, mm-hmm. a twosome. Yeah. So I'm I'm looking for them to show me something there. You know, you gotta earn your fans and I love the movies, but I wanna I wanna see something great. Mysterio was a good villain. I want I want them to up their game. Give me great. And a lot of people would disagree with this. A lot of people think the Spider-Man are some of the best made movies in the MCU. And I don't necessarily disagree. They're not the best made. Uh, but the emotional, emotional attachment right. has not been there right. for me. Right. And I'd love for it to be because I love the character. I love Spider-Man. I grew up. He was probably my first uh, character that I ever cared about at all. Um, yeah. Because the, the movies um, came out right when I was starting to watch movies. And, uh, you know, shortly after like Batman and things like that. But yeah, I, I need it. Give it to me. You know, <laughs> Give me the, give me the heartstrings tugged, you know? But what you said actually speaks to me too. Cause like Spider-Man was that first hero for me too. Uh, uh, I mean, I collect Marvel legends, right? And when I was a kid, I always wanted a Spider-Man action figure to play with. Cause I love Spider-Man. And randomly, I didn't even know this until I thought about it later, like I think literally like three months ago, I was just looking up like eBay search just to see if I could find this Spider-Man action figure that I had when I was a kid. Because I was like, oh my gosh, this is like the greatest thing ever. Like I can do so many things with it. And it was a Marvel Legend. And I was like, whoa, this is awesome. Spider-Man was that thing for me though. Like you said, I mean, Spider-Man won the Tobey Maguire. You're emotionally invested. You see him get bit by the spider. You see him evolve. You see him wrestle Macho Man Randy Savage in a cage. Kirsten Dunst. Kirsten yeah. Dunst. You see Uncle Ben die. That was rough. It, yeah, you're invested emotionally in the character. And so far, I think we kind of have been because... In many ways, Tony Stark was the... Uncle that was ben. the emotional connection. But like... It's, I don't know. It's I like drew they, all my emotion from Tony at that moment. Yeah. Personally. But at the same time, it's kind of like they're not hitting that perfectly. If that makes sense. Maybe I'm just being weird, but it's like the scenes weren't as emotional as they could have been. Maybe. So I think I get exactly what you're saying. Like, Well, and some people think that that was the hardest moment of the movie where, uh, Spidey fades into dust, and then when he returns to hug Tony, oh, and I, I get it. You yeah. know, I'm yeah. here. I'm with you. I see you. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, it was really cool. I was Absolutely. I was cheering, um, although not 
audibly because our theater was very quiet and I appreciate that because I got to hear every <laughs> single word. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know some people love the, the loud, raucous opening night theaters and I get it. Yeah. But I'm an emotional person. So I didn't, I wanted to take in every moment and cry. I was so um, appreciative of that too. So it was nice and quiet and we were all crying in our own. I think we we're all shocked just the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I got it. Like it was, it hit me hard. Um, their relationship, you know, in, because I was ride or die with Tony, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I was like, Tony, you ain't got to bring him back, man. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta think about yourself. Yeah. Um, so I was like, whatever, man, what, whatever you got to do. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's just where I'm at. I, uh, yeah, I'm just, ex- I'm excited for all of these movies. And Jay really Jonah Jameson, by the way, is, yeah. uh, back. That's and it's interesting. Taking on a semi-major role, it seems like. So, what was this face you made? The well, here when I was looking at the Ant Man three, um, early news, uh, the villain is Kang the Conqueror. Oh, what? And I know that you've brought him up many a time. Yeah, I have. Um, and they don't know whether he's set up to become a big bad or anything like that, or if he's just uh, in there for one appearance. But I thought that would be would uh, with the latter. of relevance yeah. for you. Um, Rick and Morty writer is penning the script. That's awesome. So it's a comedy. Yeah. Um, obviously, it has been a comedy. And by the way, can we give a retroactive shout out to the Ant-Man series? Yeah. After watching Endgame, I went back and watched Ant-Man 1 and Ant-Man 2. And everybody kind of overlooked that, the yeah, movies. Exactly. Incredibly sad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, great story. Good acting. Um, overlooked. I cried harder. The second time watching, not the second time, but like rewatch after rewatching Ant Man and then watching Endgame again, I cried harder when he sees his daughter. Oh my god! Like that sucks. Yeah, that was hard. Um, dude, I remember. So once again, like being Marvel like fanboys, like love talking about stuff. I remember being on the college campus right before uh, Endgame. And I was talking to a friend of mine who was pretty enthusiastic about seeing Endgame and all that. And I told him, I was like, dude, guarantee you right now, Ant-Man's going to have probably the biggest shine in the movie. And he's probably going to be the most relevant character towards what happens. And he always looked at me like I was stupid. He was like, what? Ant-Man? And I was like, dude, yes, absolutely. And... (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, let's be real. I mean, the mouse or rat or whatever was probably the most relevant character in the movie. But like, yeah, yeah. Did you have a problem with that? A lot of people did. No, no, I didn't personally. To me, I mean, if if it takes five years for this to happen, it's not like it happened on Tuesday, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, So five years later, within that five year period, a rat happened to be stepping on the front of that car and clicked a little button or a switch or whatever. I'm that's fine. real. That's real. That happens. That's real life. So yeah, that's, I was fine with it. I mean, think I about wasn't the fine odds. with Ken Jong being the security guard. Though. <laughs> I was like, what is the point? But yeah. I know that you know the directors, the brothers uh, wanted him in there because he was brethren so, from their former show. What, what what were the odds? Doctor Strange gives Tony in Infinity War. 
It's like 14 million different um, outcomes. 300,000. It's like, uh, it's like yeah, it's like 14. He's like, I saw like. And some, one, right? Yeah, and one. And one is the only one where we win. The single, the uno. That's the rat. The rat. The rat's yeah, the one. There's 14 million some odd chances that that rat steps on that thing at that point in time. That's life. That rat was playing, you know, DDR <laughs> yeah. on the front of the car. Yeah. So I, I, I don't have a problem with that at all. Yeah, I'm I'm cool with it. Yeah. Um, Ant-Man 3. I'm just making noises over here because I'm trying to trying to formulate my thoughts. Kang the Conqueror. That is so I didn't cool. think it would be that impactful to the series because Ant-Man 3 feels like it's a completion of their story, not necessarily adding to the next because they've done enough. Mm. But yeah, Kang the Conqueror, that could be setting up something. Absolutely. It, it, it may not be the next big bad, but... No, no. Um, I, I think it's a one-off, but the implications once again. Well, Thanos I mean, was a one-off at one point. Yeah, you know exactly. Um, I think the implications are there. Uh, what this could lead to, I mean, we don't really know yet, but once again, kind of tying into the Black Panther 2, like kind of bringing it all full circle with what we talked about right when we began, but... We talk about, oh, well, Namor's going to be in it, so that means Fantastic Four must be coming, right? So if you think about Kang the Conqueror, then that must mean also the Fantastic Four. That must also mean potentially Galactus or something along, you know, that kind of story. So the last one we haven't touched is Captain Marvel 2. Um, of course, she was one of the most controversial um, movies just based off of public reaction, but it mm. didn't seem to affect sales. Mm. Um, she's the most powerful character um, outside of Thor, probably at this absolutely, point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, she single-handedly took on Thanos. Oh, that um, was so cool. You know, and the army, really, without Captain Marvel, of course, the <laughs> army would have just kept coming. Yeah. And she depleted their army and took on Thanos one-on-one -on -one for the moment. He outsmarted her, but she didn't really outpower her without the stone. Mm -hmm. So uh, all we know about Captain Marvel 2 is that uh, she will be reprising her role, of course, and that it will actually be in the modern day, not the 1990s. So, um, yeah, that's all we got to go off of. That's going to be probably the most interesting. That's going to be the WandaVision of the new movies going forward. Just because... The cosmic... Cosmic realm. Stuff, yeah. Yeah. I mean... Without her... Yeah. It is. I mean, obviously, at this point, you know, the, the gauntlet with the stones, everybody, mm. everybody's aware of Earth now. Yeah. They're aware. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't mean that they're afraid of it. They may just be like, you know, what the gauntlet's been, you know, the stones have been used at some point many right. different times. Um, but everybody's aware. We're a mosquito bite now on the cosmic <laughs> perspective. Yeah. Um, but even mosquito bites can make you itch. So, like, the big bads are starting to notice. And Carol's the liaison between Earth and all of its other, you know... Other people and beings that are yeah. going to be uh, floating around it pretty soon. Uh, yeah, like, I, like you said, man, that's going to be extremely interesting. And can I just say, man, like I really like Captain Marvel. I, I don't know. 
I could be alone in that. I could be, you know, one of not alone. very few. But like, I enjoyed that a lot. It was fun. The cat and Samuel L. Jackson. Can't remember the cat's name now. It starts with an F, right? Uh, I've never disliked the movie with Samuel L. Jackson. Let me just yeah. throw that out there. Yeah. Uh, Fluffy? No. I can't remember the cat. Oh my gosh. Cat was pretty funny though. Cat was awesome. And, you know, that being how Samuel L. Jackson gets the eye patches or Nick Fury. Sorry, yeah, that's pretty funny. Gets, gets that, that was awesome. I like that. I love that. Uh, because it makes, it just makes things more fun. It makes things uh, serious, but like fun at the same time, you know, and it kind of ties into Samuel L. Jackson's representation of Nick Fury where it's, you know, serious, but also somewhat comical because you never know when he's kidding. Exactly. It's just like Iron Man. It's like sarcasm, all that other stuff. Like it, I don't know. I really, really enjoyed Captain Marvel. Really looking forward to Captain Marvel too. Um, yeah. I'm curious to see what they do because I love the 90s sightseeing. Yeah. I love being like, oh, I remember that, you know? Yeah. That was, that was cool. Um, yeah. To me, the, the movie was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, the villain was good, but forgettable yeah. um, to me. The, the Kree aspect was cool because that was brand new. And adds an awful, you know, of course we have Ronan and whatnot, but um, the the species being introduced into the MCU is really kind of a new thing. And, the you know, the shapeshifters, there's a lot of cool things that can be um, added to the MCU going forward that could lead to bigger and better things. So we're just kind of, like you said, like this is, this is the gateway to so much more mm-hmm. because all this stuff that's happening in, in Captain Marvel, we've never seen before and no other movie outside of uh, Guardians of the galaxy has really explored the cosmic um, enterprise. You know, Thor is in his own cosmic uh, area, but he just kind of goes from place to place. He doesn't travel so much. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, the traveling that he did do was like accidental <laughs> and it's pretty quick, you know, yeah. um, yeah. he, he's taking rainbow bridges and, and using hammers to fly. Exactly. Um, and Carol's just like levitating and pushing off of nothing to, to, you know, go at near the speed of light. So yeah, she's a really interesting character moving forward. She's going to be setting up a lot of big things. And, at this point, she is the measuring stick. So they can't find somebody weaker than her, right. which means your game is elevated. You know, yeah. if she had Killmonger, that movie would have been three minutes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. would have been uh, real easy. So yeah. uh, moving forward, we get to see somebody much more powerful than Captain Marvel because she can't take him on their own. So I'm excited to see who that is. I'm really excited to see who the villain is for. Captain Marvel too, because yeah, like you said, I mean she's extremely powerful. So whoever this villain is is gonna have to be able to like outsmart her, like Thanos does did in in game or something. But um, I'm just genuinely excited about it. So the name you mentioned earlier that we all are aware of, Galactus. Mm. Do you think that is their second saga big at this point do you think maybe they don't know 
I don't think they know yet. Okay. I mean, it's possible that they do, but I don't think they know yet. I think and they've got some drafts. Yeah. I don't do. know if they know. Yeah. I don't think it's set in stone yet, though. But I think they have some drafts. Uh, I don't know that he'd be the next big. It's possible, but... It's tough to get too it's just much weird. bigger, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, but like, they can't go too big too soon. It's kind of a shorter story, maybe, when you think about it. I mean... Silver Surfer would be his herald, more than likely. Uh, they could do Thor as the herald. I mean, that could be kind of comical. <laughs> but, like, uh, Silver Surfer would likely be the herald. Whether he would be, like, evil servers to Silver Surfer and, you know, also try to wreck the planet. Uh, or, you know, maybe he's coming to warn. I mean, we won't, we won't know, but, like, I don't know that he would necessarily be the next big. I mean, he could be, but I'm not really sure. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not a fair question. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, nobody knows the answer to this, obviously. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if he is. It's just tough to talk <sighs> Thanos. Yeah. Well, and let's not forget, there's been some crazy bad villains before. Yeah. But what really brought Thanos to life was his story and you know, his, the acting certainly helped. He was very personable. You kind of got it. Mm -hmm. You were like, Hmm. Yeah. Our earth is under attack right now. You know, what would I trade for the future of my race? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah, that's fair. You know, yeah. that's, that's, you can see his perspective, whether you agree with it or not. Yeah. I, you get it. He told Gamora, your, your planet has never seen poverty since I left it, basically. Right. And all the children that grew up know, you know, nothing but prosperity and, and full bellies is what he said. And Exactly. It's, it's hard to... It's, like, you can't justify it, but right. you, can, you can see, see it. what he was going for. And... You know, once again, tying into the comic books, when we see Infinity Gauntlet and we see we see Galactus in there, and just Thanos, immense power, omnipotence, is just too much. He becomes eternity. He, he literally becomes eternity, which is insane because eternity is supposed to be the most like sentient like powerful thing because it deals with time here now it's like balance within the galaxy the entire the entirety of the universe so he's immensely more powerful than, than even galactus so like if galactus is the next big then it's like oh well what is that <laughs> like we've already seen the biggest of the big but I mean, they could also, you know, rewrite some things, do some things that are different. You know, maybe they uh, bring in something else. I mean, there, there's, there's endless possibilities. I do think Galactus will be in movies at some you point. Can't you can't waste the character. Yeah. yeah, you can't not have him in there. Uh, especially with bringing in the Fantastic Four and, you know, I, you just can't not do that. It kind of feels, you know, disagree with me if you'd like, that Galactus is a name that, like, 
everybody kind of knows, you know, mm-hmm. even if you're not into Marvel or, or comics or anything, it's a name that's like relatable. Yeah. Because Galactus, it's kind of, it's kind of just like a word, you know? Yeah. Like people well, get it. If you said, what is Galactus? Ooh. Somebody might go, that sounds like a really big villain. You know, it's <laughs> really what it sounds like. So having that carrot to always dangle could True. be something that they look forward to. And maybe they don't want to give that up. Maybe they just keep it in their pocket. So you always know yeah. it's out there. To your point though, Galactose is a real word. And Galactic's so, a word. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think most people kind of know, even like casuals, I think know of Galactus. Um, and I think more so because I think it's purely based in size, you know, he's so huge, man. Like <laughs> he's massive, like in scale with the earth. So is he too big though? No. Okay. No. Cause sometimes something that's off. too big gets, gets lost. Yeah. You, you got to remember the human element is so important. People don't want movies without a human element. We we are very selfish creatures when it comes to the kind of entertainment we indulge. We, right. We don't like movies that don't have humans in it generally. What's scarier, though, than a being that is coming towards your planet that's head is as big as the entire Earth? Well, I'll give it to you. It's a good you know story. I mean? Like, that's crazy. I just... Well, if I mean, if it's inevitable, that, <laughs> if it's truly inevitable, yeah. then what's the point? Right. You know? So you have to make it... You know, King Kong right. in in different variations has been, mm-hmm. you know, 300 feet tall <laughs> or 30 feet tall. Yeah. It just depends on the story that they're trying to tell. So, you know, and, and really they did that because the the villain or the opponent, I should say, in this case, Godzilla, is huge. And right. they had to size him up to his competition. Yeah. So, you know, perspective. If you could, I think... I don't know if we're, I don't know how we're doing on time or anything like that, but if, if you could, would you rewrite Marvel, like the MCU, as of now? From the start? Yeah. Knowing, like, if, let me take this from the point of view of Kevin Feige, because me, no. (laughs) I wouldn't do a good enough job. Well, no, 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 no. Like, just. Well, I know what you it, mean. Yeah. But, like, if can, Kevin Feige saw the success of everything yeah. and got to go, okay, we can do that again, but we can do it better. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, there's a better way to do all this. They were doing the first five years was like, what are we doing? Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. what, what works? Oh, this works? Okay, yeah. let's do more of this. That's, I mean, Captain America. There were some bad movies, you know? Captain America 1 failed. Yeah, Captain America 1 not. was not. No. And by the way, I've never disliked the Marvel movie. But no. No. there's been worse Marvel movies compared to others for sure. Yeah. And Captain America 1 is one of those where you might get a little bit bored. Mm-hmm. Um, the early Thors, though I love origin stories in general, and it really carried the first one for me. First two weren't that great. You know, oh, good lord, the uh, I mean, movies, yeah. And well, an Iron Man by itself, Iron Man 2 was oh, snarf yeah. fest, you know, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, you definitely you would go back and you'd go, 
here's how we make it perfect, but but better. But you can't get a two hundred million dollar loan for something that is unproven. So yeah, yeah, that that gives me great hope that now that they literally are working from a 10 year plan mm-hmm. it's gonna be some cool movies oh yeah you know i'm excited about that I they, they thinking, get to work from from ahead now rather yeah. than behind and always sprinting i was just thinking based off of not having galactus yet not having adam warlock yet not having the fantastic four yet not having the x-men titan yet like right but the thing with that too is might what have we already seen before? We've already seen, and I, I hate to do this because you don't want to. You don't want to like go to the well too many times, right? But like, we've already seen them go back in time. We've already seen them kind of alter history. So, like, who's to say they won't do it again at some point down the road, ten years from now? We'll maybe see Thanos again. Well, and here's a counterpoint. Okay, we have the Fantastic Four and the X-Men. We have this great final battle, right? The, the saga's over. Right. Now what? Exactly. You're out. Yeah. You've wasted all your bullets. Not wasted. You've used all your bullets. You had a great finale. And now you got Squirrel Girl. What are you going to go yeah, with, you know? Yeah. It's, you got to... Accidentally, mm-hmm. they still have their greatest creations untouched. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the Avengers it's was crazy, not right. You know, Fantastic Four was the OG. Yeah, goats. You know, they yeah. were the ones that ran Marvel, and oh. they sold. Yeah, and anything you wanted to sell, you put in a Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. That's where that's what they still have left in the chamber. That's crazy. And then the X Men are arguably the most relevant group uh, in the last. 30 years most notable so you know even probably pretty close to the avengers at the moment and they don't even have the movie success you know they've got some success but going head to head with the avengers you should the avengers should be just by far the greatest you know but everybody knows the x-men yeah and that's the thing it's like when you think of like casuals casual fans casual you know kids even top three favorite Superheroes. When it comes to Marvel, because we're not going to include like Batman and all that, but if you ask kids or casuals, you know, three superheroes, I can almost guarantee you that the three that they'll name would be Iron Man, Spider Man, Wolverine. And they still have that in their chamber, like you said. They still have X Men in their chamber. What they can do with that is endless. I mean, they can go back and redo Days of Future Past. They can do Age of Apocalypse, which would be extremely interesting. But, like, there's a lot. There's just so many things that they can do that it... Well, and look how many Spider-Mans and Batmans we've had. You exactly. Know? And they're, they're just rehashing the same old story every single time. Yeah. So, and the MCU gets to do whatever the heck they want. And that's why when you asked earlier... I felt like they had peaked, you know, like the optimism side of me says like, no, they haven't because they do still have their, their top characters there, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. And, and one person we haven't really mentioned because he doesn't have his own thing. Hulk. Yeah. Mark Ruffalo likes likes money. (laughs) You know, I'm sure he'll stay around because, well, he's, you know, not he doesn't have to do full acting anymore he's you know he's still got to wear a suit mm-hmm. but uh you know it's to the point where it's completely cgi so it's just facial recognition probably 
Yeah. So why not hang around for a little longer? And, um, yeah, you know, at least a, until She-Hulk gets established. Yeah, maybe get a decent movie. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That <laughs> seems to be ship has sailed on that one. But yeah. Um, yeah, I watched back the, the Hulk movie. It's still, it holds up, but yeah. it's just not. Not the same. It's also older, you know, like yeah. Iron Man 1 doesn't look amazing, but it's, it's very good. Yeah. Um, some, I think it was even before then. Yeah. I think Hulk was. Like the Eric Bana Hulk. It's probably like 2005. Yeah. There's, yeah. Maybe 2003. I'm not it's sure. It's an older one. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. I think I can tell you that I would really like to see Weapon H at some point. I'm a big fan. Uh, one of my favorite comic reads of the last couple of years was Weapon H. I think that's a interesting story. There's a lot they could do with it. Uh... Probably not going to see it in like for 10 years, but yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't even really know how well it's sold as a comic book either. I don't really know that too many people really know too much about Weapon H, but um, yeah, I think that's a character that could maybe get some shine down the line. I mean, who knows, but uh, She-Hulk for sure is going to be pretty fun. <laughs> I think it's going to be kind of like the Hulk movies that we never got, really. No, why not? Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I guess at this point, we're just kind of hoping that they continue on the path that they've been on and keep making money. I guess the only thing that I would be worried about necessarily is that the movie industry is just not there. Um, Right now. Right now, it's definitely dead. Yeah. But... You know, I mean, we're talking about going to see Empire Strikes Back again. <laughs> so, right. Man, this but, is Yeah, I mean, moving forward, I don't know how relevant theaters are going to be other than a once in a blue moon. You know, I don't yeah. I don't feel the desire to head out there too often anymore. Um, and with the pandemic, of course, we're just kind of in a holding pattern. Yeah. And, you know, they're announcing these dates. That's not guaranteed. No. Nothing is guaranteed yet. So, and Disney, we've seen that will not release it on their streaming service unless it's for 30 bucks or more. Like with Milan. Um, yeah. And, you know, that's just, that's Milan. That's yeah, not necessarily that's not- their big moneymaker. Um, you know, they make plenty of money off of Milan, I promise. But, uh, yeah, Marvel is their cash cow right now. And mm-hmm. so I don't think they'll be giving us any free any free stuff anytime soon. No. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's show. Um, we covered a lot of topics. It will be on, um, iTunes as well as YouTube. And we're going to be covering all kinds of topics moving forward. So, um, all things Marvel. We're going to talk about movies. We're going to talk about some comic stuff and you know, whatever's on our mind, we're going to bring to you. So, Join us for the ride. You got any thoughts, Spencer? Well, this has been fun. This has been, you know, I think something we've talked about for a while. And uh, it's exciting. I'm, I'm so excited to go to be able to do this routinely. And 
is to be able to discuss these topics and hopefully hear some feedback from some folks that, that listen in. And uh, I'm just I'm excited. I'm already amped to do episode two. If you've made it this far, <laughs> thank you. Um, let us know if you have any questions or comments or things you want to hear us talk about. We'll be bringing it to you uh, on a consistent basis. And obviously, Marvel kind of never ends. Um, for now, we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff that's happened in the past and that will be happening in the future because, frankly, there's not a lot going on at the moment. So um, let us know what you want to hear, what you want to hear about. And if you ever want to discuss something, of course, you can you know hit us up um, in the YouTube comments and let us know what's, what's going on and what your thoughts are and the things that we discuss. So thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time. Have a great day.